This week on Back of the Bird, we walk through last weekend's scores, talk about dangerous Dan Dawson breaking the game's played record, the Bandits clinch first place and a playoff spot, Will Smith slaps the shit out of Chris Rock, and we talk about Tess the Wrestler fighting in a lacrosse game. So without further ado, here it is, episode 44. I want to give a major shout out to friend of the program and former professional hockey player, Boston Levi for the intro music. We changed it up. That is thief by Boston Levi from his EP prophecies without further ado. Let's jump into back of the bird. What's up bird gang. Donnie here. Just a quick note before we start the show this week, we recorded the first part of the podcast before we knew who the guest was going to be for the second part. As you can tell by the title, we're lucky to have on Joe Walters, one of the great players of his generation, a beast on the field, a beast in the box, and a, one of the best all-time to ever play at Maryland. Thanks so much to Joe for coming on the show, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, we are back. Episode 44. What do we want to do with this one, Polly? Sorry, I was just, yeah. killing, a, just killing a bug on, uh, on my couch. <laughs> Must be weather messing it. 44. We're gonna go. I mean, a lot of good 44s. A lot um, of good 44s. Um, I'm partial because we won a couple man cups with him. Anthony Cosmo. Cause he's in 44. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Interesting. That's another. Maybe we'll get into this. But anyways. What numbers? We'll get into like weirdest goalie numbers because I've seen some weird ones, but um we're back. And we're presented by Cottage Springs, as we always are. And we're this is the last episode you're going to have to listen to before your lips can grace the vodka iced tea. What's our, the, what's our launch? April 1st? April ours, 1, Friday. Ours, like, like I'm part of Cottage Springs. No, like, we are Cottage Springs. True. Yeah. Um, Back in the Springs, baby. Hashtag that. Yeah. What would you rather, how would you rather start an April Fool's Day than just with a f- case of vodka sodas, vodka Iced tea, vodka water. I mean, vodka lemonades. What, what more do you want? Um, I can't wait to try these things. I was a little upset. I didn't get the influencer package they were sending around. I, I saw, saw those. those. Those are nice. Yeah, those are really nice. I thought they maybe would show up at the doorstep, but that's okay. Um, we'll wait for uh, we'll wait for the big cases. Um, they they those are those are reserved for the real influencers, though. You know, like the people posting cool pictures of you guys are wearing your shorts a little bit shorter to get that package i think i think that would actually probably result in nobody ever buying a springs again (laughs) if i was wearing my shorts like that but you can see your nuts man (laughs) (laughs) dude oh man i once had once had a full on i met met a met a guy when i was down in houston for work um we're all like you know those like outside um bars they've got there it's called like an ice house or something yeah really, yeah, really yeah. cool little spot met this guy he's just like obviously it was like came from like a ton of oil and gas money like really rich guy sitting in a muskoka chair across from me or stands up introduces himself because he's like with a few people that from work that i knew um sits back down just shortest shorts you've ever seen no undies on just ball bags staring me right in the face so it's just the yeah that's that's my memory of houston now and now that you brought up the old short shorts but anyways 
we're off the rails right away, but what's going on, man? How are you? Um, I'm doing okay, man. Um, yeah, I won't, I won't bore you with what's going on, but yeah, no, I'm doing okay. I got to actually, I got a funny, I'll tell you. That's exactly what we're here to do. Yeah. Well, I got a, I got a funny, I got two. We'll just keep it on the ball bag. Um, <laughs> train. I went Perfect. to, uh, <laughs> we'll lose all the listeners right off the bat. I went to, uh, went to Europe when I was like 19, We like with my junior hockey team, we did like, instead of doing a training camp, we actually played a bunch of like semi-pro, uh, europe teams italy and germany anyways we uh we pulled this like old equipment manager i don't even know where he was from he's canadian but he like flew on the on the plane list but this every time he would sit down he would like sit like at the edge of his seat you know yeah yeah yeah, and he'd always be kind of like readjusting his like his balls and stuff and finally like and my assistant coach was rooming with him and we're like hey dude what's going on with like eric like why is he always He's like, dude, this guy's got the biggest nuts I've ever seen. <laughs> so he can't, like, he can't. He can't sit regularly. He has yeah, to hang him off. Yeah, with like legs basically ex- like spread eagle, or he can't <laughs> sit at all. He just had the giant. He's like, our assistant coach like, no, he should honestly see him. They're like basketball. So I was like, holy fuck. Anyways, <laughs> that's my nut. That's my nut story. So no, other than that, man, doing good. Short week for us. We're in Halifax Friday, so leaving Thursday. So every every time you get like a week like this it uh it flies by um and just worked worked this weekend along with a game so busy busy weekend for me um but then we're the team spending spending the weekend in Halifax which would be kind of nice we're gonna play Friday but stay down Saturday as a team a little team nice. bonding so that, sh- that should be fun yeah um how we're you doing for it too no I'm yeah. good I'm good coming uh yeah I get dude it's crazy these weeks man like yeah they fly by so, so incredibly quick. Like you're doing, you know, working all the way up until you're at the airport or whatever Friday. And then you next thing, you know, it's the end of a game Saturday, you're flying back Sunday and you're, you know, usually with those early flights, then you're sleeping away a little bit of the day on Sunday. Cause they're just gas, but um, yeah, good. I mean, obviously good for us after the weekend, but um yeah, just body right back to the mix of being very sore all the time, which is like, yeah, well, now you're though. back playing. Fuck. Yeah. Like you're fully back into the mix, like just getting beat up again. Yeah. Which is like in a twisted way. I absolutely love it. Like just yeah. like feeling like a little, like a little bit of a bruise somewhere or something, you know, after a while just makes you feel like you actually played out there, which is, yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, all in all, good weekend. Saw the fam, little Sunday dinner yesterday. We're talking nice. lasagna garlic bread caesar salad the laying with italian the, spread yeah laying with the pup in front of the fire falling asleep a little bit i mean there's hey, nothing doesn't that, get nothing much better, better. it doesn't no. get much better than that and then i i'm getting my brother my brother was just giving it to me because we, we got sent home with some leftovers but then as the youngest the favorite uh, obviously she's always kind of sliding me extra things slides me like a full family size greek salad my brother's like what the fuck is going on here you <laughs> think <laughs> why are you getting all this stuff <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, all good. All good. I started, uh, I started watching that Steve Carell, um, like space, space station. Oh, show. It's like, a, it's kind of like a mockumentary a little bit or something. It's fucking right? dog shit, but I oh, can't, okay. like, can't stop can't watching. Turn away. It's like a car accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's me, Donnie. What's going on there, buddy? Big wing, big win for the fellas again. Just filling the net. 
Yep. Yeah. Good win for us. We were at uh, at Penn State last night. Late games. So we got we got home uh, late last night. Then we're at Michigan this week on Saturday. So a little bit of a short week for us too. I think we're uh, we're fine out on on Friday. So yeah, we're just uh, kind of good to keep rolling. Good win for the guys and kind of on to the next one. Hey, you uh, you bust at Penn State. Yeah, it's only about three and a half hours from here. Oh, that's so, not bad. Okay. Yeah, so we bust down on on um, on Saturday, stay the night, and then the one nice thing for me with the night games is like it is familiar from junior. Like I sort of know like how to handle those. All right, so it was, it was a bit of a long day in the hotel, but uh, at least I've kind of been through that before. So yeah, so and then we just bust it back after the game. So and then we're flying to to Michigan on Friday. So should be a good trip. Charter flight or what or commercial? No, I don't think so. Not charter, but we got like uh, the DMV has like three airports in this area. So it's, it's a pretty good uh, spot to fly to. So we're about 45 minutes from BWI. That's where we usually fly out of. So it's not a, obviously a charter, but it, it should be a pretty, pretty smooth. You, trip. Guys, you guys, how many guys do you have on your team? Uh, 50, give or take. So yeah, you're pretty much will. Yeah, you're filling the plane. Pretty much will be a charter, but not a charter. Imagine being on that one with just your, oh, being like somebody's just stuck in the middle between that many just college dudes just all being between beauties. two between two face off guys oh <laughs> a couple of fridges That's um what good. hey what are the boys doing on the bus what are you guys doing on the bus for three hours you know like, what it's a lot of uh it's a lot of guys especially on the way up we play because we we're driving up saturday a lot of watching lacrosse live on their phones and stuff like watching the ESPN games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of, that's like overwhelming. That's the kind of the biggest. No, no real yeah, it's, no, no cards or anything cards. like that. No, no cards. Uh, we're actually not a, we're not a movie team. Guys just like to watch, usually watch lacrosse. And then uh, those like guys that some guys have the iPads that have like the LTE on them. So it's like a cell phone, but it's an iPad, like an iPad's got like data on it. Those things are sweet. Yeah, that's a those good are buy. an absolute cheat code on it on a road trip. I uh, yeah. I got one of those like when I got a new phone plan. It, they gave me um like a te- one of those like Samsung tablets like for buying a plan. Yeah. It's like oh yeah you know whatever it's free for two years. Two years recently expired. I'm getting smacked forty five bucks a month. I haven't turned this thing on in two years. I'm getting smacked for the data forty five bucks a month. Just noticed it. So, but they are they are a nice thing to have if I had been playing and traveling the last like two years but um, i knew i was paying for it yeah for yeah. sure it was awesome yeah oh that's great i was i was just gonna oh let's get back to the goal quick little goalie number chat what are the yep. weirdest goalie I, I was thinking about this the other day because we got go abrams where's number 12 for us 12 yeah 12 there i don't know if i've ever seen that yeah very interesting obviously cosmo we said at the beginning he's 44 what is there any other weird ones um, I mean, like, it's funny. I don't know why 92 is a big goalie number, but Skiggs and uh, the big rig, Joel Watson, both wear 92. And I feel like another goalie wears 92 as well. Um, but, I mean, that's kind of a random goalie number, 92. No? Yeah. No, it is. I'm trying to think of who else. Were, oh, maybe you're thinking of when uh, Connor Kiernan wore it because he was went in as the backup goalie for the Seals. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> the E-bug. Um, what other weird – I mean, dude, so th- I – when I played junior, I don't even remember what number I wore because I didn't, really didn't care. But then when I got to the NLL, I wore two. The one game I played, I wore two as a goalie. It's super weird. That is weird. But it was – Wait, this was – who was this with? 
San Jose style. So I have a gigantic goalie jersey. I think at my mom's place, number two. What were you when you were in Burlington? Uh, I don't know, like classic 30, like 30 or one, one or double zero. Yeah, like again, I, didn't, zero. I didn't really care, but yeah, it was just like one of the goalie numbers. He was kind of like, especially in when I first got the Burlington, it was like whatever they gave me. So it was just yeah. like a rookie. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what other weird 12. Yeah, 12's got to be the weirdest one there is. Matt Vince wears 48, which is, it doesn't seem yeah, like because he's had it for so long, but. Yeah. It's a little interesting though. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know what? There's speaking of that, there is um there is that cool video. I don't I don't know if we could find it where like the NLL did a little like feature on why guys chose their numbers. And obviously Vino's is, is very cool. It's like after his dad. But then you listen to uh, Ethan Ianucci why he chose his number, and literally your brain's just gonna explode. He starts breaking it down into like a mathematical equation. And Ethan Ianucci, like obviously you guys never play with him. Hell of a ball player, one of the weirdest guys you've no ever way. Played. Oh yeah, you've ever played with. He is like he's just kind of like a hipster, like far out there. But listen to this guy's explanation. He's like, he's like, I'll paraphrase. He's like, you know, I looked at the stars and then I took the square root of a number and times it by three and came up with whatever number he was wearing at the time. It's just like, all right, bro, oh my god, whatever, yeah. Unreal. That's yeah. We should look into that. Maybe we should gather some stories from guys. Speaking, and that's a lax mag article. We should, yeah. we should do that. We gotta keep and outsourcing then, articles to the lax. Yeah, mag. yeah. We're not gonna do it. We'll we don't, we don't have the payroll for it. <laughs> no. And speaking of Vino, he's got a like. We'll never be able to tell it on the pod, but he's got a hilarious Ethan and I Nucci story from when they played played junior Nooch Nooch lived with them. Um. So he like basically like the first day he moves in from from out west and moves in with vino his mom and uh yeah it's just a funny story it goes along with it but yeah we can't say it here i love it I, it's one of my favorite things is being able to like tease a story like that and be like listen we can't actually tell it yeah because it just leaves a lot to the imagination as to what's yeah. uh yeah you just you think about it and yeah i come yeah. up with something yeah that's it so should we uh don you want to should we dive into the scores a little bit why don't you dive it, along with the scores? Dive into the standings too, because there has been uh, it's been some kind of like crazy. I, mean, I haven't looked at the standings um, in a while, but obviously, like we kind of said, Buffalo clinches. I think first overall for the league, but I think it'd be kind of interesting to see kind of where the standings are at because a lot of shit's gone on the last little bit here. Yeah, perfect. So let's start with the scores. So <clears throat> Friday, March twenty fifth. Uh, Vancouver beat San Diego 14-12, which, again, just kind of speaks to your point about being kind of a crazy league this year. Uh, Buffalo beat – then this is Saturday, March 26th now. Buffalo beats Halifax 16-11. to uh, Georgia beats Toronto 10-6. Philly beats Raj 12-8. Uh, New York Riptide beat Albany uh, 15-6. Calgary beats Saskatchewan 8-6. Um, Panther City Lacrosse Club wins another one to go, I believe, undefeated, undefeated in the month of March. And that was the score was 10 6. And then Sunday, uh, Sunday, March 27th, Buffalo beat Halifax 16 to 11. Uh, so I guess that was a home and home for uh, Buffalo and Halifax. Both wins, Buffalo won both games by the same score. So then moving into the standing, starting with the East. So Buffalo right now is the only team who has clinched a playoff berth. They're 12 and one. 
And then Halifax is eight and five. Toronto's eight and five. Georgia's eight and six. Philly's six and seven. Albany's six and nine. And then New York Riptide are four and eight. And Roch is three and ten. And then in the West, uh, San Diego's in first at nine and three. And then again, a big grouping. So Colorado's second at seven and six. Vancouver is third at six and seven. Panther City Lacrosse Club is fourth at six and eight. And then Calgary is uh, fifth at five and seven. And then Saskatchewan is in the game behind that at four and 10. So basically in each conference, you have a cluster of four or five teams in the East and, and three or four in the West that are kind of right together. Banana lands. Madness. It's we said this at the beginning of the season. We're, we're profits, but the league's, the league's crazy. Yeah. It's, Anyways. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting though, in the sense that like, you know, I, I think maybe in the past you've been able to like go into a game and be like, kind of maybe no, like have an idea of what's going to happen. You have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Literally zero. Like there's not, there's no telling. And even like, like there's games are close and they're coming down to the wire and, and, you know, there's variables in terms of like COVID guys being out or like then injuries at the last minute, or, you know, it's always funny with our league. Cause like, you know, if guys are hurt, they don't get put on the IR until like the day before the games. So you don't even know really like what roster you're playing against or anything like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. It's, it's going to come down to the wire. The next few weeks are going to be pretty, uh, pretty crazy, I think. Yep. So tune into that ESPN, TSN, get it all in you. Let's go. Dude, Subscribe. we got one of the weirdest. I think we talked about this last week, the weekend we've got coming up with this. Well, yeah, doesn't Buffalo play like this week too, like a Tuesday or something? Is this Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Th- I was yeah, just gonna say that Thursday. Buffalo is at Philly on Thursday, and, and then... you guys are on Monday night. Yeah, we we go Saturday Monday. You're in between. You know what? You, yeah, I I think I remember hearing this. You guys are between the Monday night Raw, right? Between Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman yeah. Reigns match, and you guys see it's good. Yeah, they're gonna lower. Game. They're gonna lower the cage around the whole field too, <laughs> which is gonna be sick. There's and thumbtacks in the crease. No crease dives. No crease dives, and then there's just a there's just a briefcase hanging from the ceiling for the last wild card spot. In the yeah, playoffs. yeah. So that should be. Uh, yeah, that league actually, a, league actually may want to think about that. That would be amazing. Yeah, they're gonna start taking ideas from us. It's unbelievable. But well, I'll speak speaking of that, um, that video just came through. I sent it to you guys on on WhatsApp or so not WhatsApp God. on Instagram. The buddy from Hamilton just going ham on the glass and just chucking knocks in the stand. So I messaged, I messaged Rosie, and I was like, "Hey, like, did you see this?" And uh, he was on the bench for the extra attacker. So. He said, yeah, he watched the commotion anyways. I started uh, – Evan, uh, he hasn't responded to my last text. But I was like, yeah, man, that was uh, – it's one of my brother's buddies. He was down there um, for the game because a big bus came, went from Burlington to go watch Dan. Obviously, my brother set the all-time games record again. Big, huge congrats to him, which was super cool. Obviously, you know, would have loved to have a different outcome. But, you know, Mr. 307 himself, all-time games played. But I was – Text Rose, I'm like, yeah, that was my brother's buddy. Like, came down on the bus. He's like, no, no way. I'm like, yeah, we grew up with him. Like, came to see. And Rose, like, that's great. He's like, uh, did you ask him about it? I said, oh, no, I couldn't. He went to jail that night. Rosie's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I stabbed a guy in Hess Village. <laughs> and Rosie's like, you're fucking with me, right? I'm like, no, nah, man. Dan rolled with a dangerous crew back in the day. That's why his name's dangerous. <laughs> so I'm waiting to hear back from that, but. 
Nah, we didn't know the guy, but anyways, good to see the fans get involved, you know? Yeah, absolutely love it. That's, uh, yeah, that was, that's Hamilton for you. That's what, that's what you're going to get when you go to, when you move the team there. And I just, those boards are moving like crazy. I couldn't, Dude, even, I like, thought he really was understand. taking the glass down. Yeah. Yeah. He was really reefing on him, but. Well, uh, hey, whoever, hey, shout out to the engineer. Cause, uh, yeah, the board guy, first team all board guy. Yeah. Cause those um, things were moving, but they didn't break. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, we're talking lax. We talked a little Maryland. This is my, this is, I'm going to raise the point. High point needs to be in the top 20. I'm sick of it. They're always on the outside looking in as the next five, whatever your 20, your 21 to 25. That's, is that five? Yeah, that's five. But there's, I think they're, I think, I think their only losses are to top 10 teams or something, maybe. And they got smacked by Maryland and like Maryland's smacking the number two team. So put them in. They're tossing. They're tossing Detroit Mercy around last weekend and leave a national thing in long enough so that he's going to get more goals than me. And it's going to be the only thing I had to my name taken away from me. So are you the all time goals leader? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Thanks for asking, but I probably won't be for, yeah, maybe for the next two weeks of my life, I will be, but. Um, All right. So if yeah, someone can uh, break Asher Noltler's leg, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Bird gang, <laughs> Bird gang attack. The Bird Tanya Harding. Someone's gonna Tanya Harding. Someone from from the Bird Gang's gonna Tanya Harding Asher. But no, you know, Danny. You know what you need to do is do like the the uh, the Ray Allen where like if he's one goal away, you gotta like fly down to the game and like make sure the game stops in the middle so that. Make it really make it, that, make it about yeah. me. Make <laughs> yeah. it all about me. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great idea. I I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I, I don't even know how close he is, but I assume like, cause yeah, I would assume he's close. Yeah, it's what's a what's shot clock era. It's a shot clock era. There's more goals now. What's, he, the, rec- think, what's the record? Uh, 159. Nice. But, and I think he's, I think he, and cause he's had an extra year. That's what I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to come up with every excuse in the book. Cause he yeah. got a fifth, the fifth year out of it, but asterisks, asterisks on it for sure. Yeah. I agree. But no, nonetheless, he's uh, the guy's a weapon. He's got little, I think he's got, he just passed like Mikey Powell for most points in or like top 16 in points ever in D one. So he's, he's at, uh, he's at one thirty three, Danny. So you might, you might be all right. Okay. Like we, that could come down to the wire though. If they make a little bit of like an, uh, how many games do they have left? They've played nine. They've played nine. So my guess is they have probably like five, five, five left. Yeah, but then they could get into the Southern Conference tournament. Then you could, if you win that, and then you get an extra game out of it. He could have seven, eight games left. Fuck, it's gonna come down to the wire. Um, but yeah, he's he's got so many points. Like, how many career points is it, Donnie? Three hundred nineteen. <laughs> like that's insane. <laughs> Who? Who's the all? Who's the all-time points leader now in, in NCAA? It just—is it Gertling? Is that who just broke it? Who's the all-time points Gutterding? leader? Now? It might. It might be. I'll look it up. <laughs> just I call him Gertling. <laughs> Gertling. I don't know, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm not a name guy. You know that. Um, yeah. Well, I think I know Mac. Mac O'Keefe has the goals record, right? He passed. I think he passed. Uh, Lyle. Greerzy. No. Fields. Greerzy. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I think unofficially though, Gersey has more, right? Because they didn't count his last year at Bryant. Oh, that's really a, eh? which is crazy because now they're counting all these other years. Yeah. He should get a fifth year. He should get a fifth year now. Give Gersey a COVID year. Let's push for it. 
I don't know. I, don't even, I forget what he's looking up, but according to Wikipedia, the points leader is Lyle. But I thought it was Gutterman no. too, so I might be no, wrong. No, because I remember, I remember someone just broke it in the last like couple years. I remember someone breaking it. Is that Sowers guy? This is why we're not a field podcast. <laughs> we're trying our best, folks. I, uh, Paul, I think Gutterman broke the goals record, and then okay. that was broken by O'Keefe, I think. Okay. Gotcha. So maybe it is still out for points. I'm, I think it's still out. Okay. Well, right. there you go. Well, congrats, Lyle. Um, also, I mean, last night, most recent news. Was this real? Dude. Will Smith dude. just cold cocking Chris Rock or what? So, kind of like, what a chaotic scene. So when I first, like, watched it, I was like, man, that slap. Because I heard, like, I heard all, oh, like, Will Smith punch Chris Rocks. I'm like, Jesus. And then whatever, you see it, like, making its rounds on Instagram. And then, like, I see the slap. I'm like, ah, that kind of looked like a movie slap, right? And then he kind of leaves and Rocks, like, laughing. But then, like, he starts screaming like a madman. And then either Chris Rock's a sick actor, but you know when, like, something happens and then you're just super awkward after, like, you don't know what to do? That's what Chris Rock was. He's just like, uh... Didn't know like his lines. I'm like, oh shit, maybe that was real. But I mean, what is what a what a weird fucking thing to do. Like, especially after like all he's been through and his wife's just like taking down dudes left, right, and center. Then all of a sudden, like that's that's your breaking point. Like the joke was harmless. I know I got a buddy with alopecia and, and like obviously like people losing their hair or whatever, like you know, known on this podcast, but people can like get <laughs> sensitive about it. But like, it was a pretty harmless joke. And that's, that's, you're going to smack a guy about that on like, in, in like the biggest stage TV. in the world. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. Speaking about making it about you just, and then he wins. And then like in the weirdest twist of fate, he wins best actor. It's just like fucking yeah, I, bizarre I world. Really, uh... I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't really understand. I can't even like comprehend like that happening. Like if that's what, like literally everybody gets buried, roasted during that. Like all the comedians that go up there and do like their thing. That's the point. Like, yeah. yeah. And then and, he just like loses, but he laughed and then he looked over and she was not happy. And he's like, Oh, I guess I got to Like, imagine that was your first reaction. Like just going up there and just smacking a guy. Like, I know. And, and it, like, if anyone else, I don't know. I feel like if, like, imagine you just did that. People get arrested all the time for doing stuff like that. If you just chirp somebody and then somebody smacks somebody in the face, like just because he's a famous guy, is he allowed to do that? Hundred percent, man. And it's, oh, I don't know. That's why it's just so bizarre. Like, like Will Smith's also a comedian by trade. Like, I'm sure he's made fun of a ton of people's wives and guys. Like, again, and that joke was as harmless as some as jokes come. Yeah, like I get, get it. There's, there's a little bit more to it, but still. And then, again, for like all she's put him through, it's just like <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's some funny videos that came, came out after that. Again, we can't really talk about, but uh, I don't know. As just a, a bizarre, like again, at the Super Bowl of like movies, some guy just walks up and hammers a guy, which is bizarre. <laughs> You yeah. assume they were buddies at one point too. Like, oh, I'm sure. Nice. But yeah, it's uh, that was something. But I sure sure got the Oscars a lot of attention. Like literally, probably like the most trended topic of the year. 
for sure. And there's literally a world war going on this year. So it's kind yeah. of an interesting. Maybe thing. that's a, like classic mainstream media. Probably someone was in Willie's ear being like, hey, we got to take some heat off Ukraine. Do you mind smacking Chris Rock <laughs> at the Oscars? It's got to be it. <laughs> um, also, oh, and, and then uh, obviously we want to give everyone a, th- a big shout out. Um, on the uh, petition for the for the naming rights um, of the uh, Clarkson box, there um, looks like looks like the signatures are kind of like going up. For, so they're sending it to the city now. They've gotten it to a point where they're able to send it in. Um, Jordan, um, who's uh, who's Carl's son, reached out and just um, you know wanted to say thanks to kind of everybody that's signing it. You know, keep doing it. We're gonna kind of we'll, we'll tweet it out again and get it out there um but yeah pretty cool i think it's uh it's it's a it's a nice way to 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 honor his legacy and everything he did to kind of keep that thing going um which is which is obviously pretty special to the community um and then also you know we we started chatting about Tess the wrestler last last episode um but yeah do you want to and then we forgot this story do you want to you want to put this story out there yeah so i was trying to find it because and honestly i think um again shout out to lax mag Polly tucka pretty sure he wrote about this way back in the day but there's a so willie sean williams who, who again an all-time uh, nll great and potentially the head coach and gm of las vegas but that's just hearsay anyways rumor boys um he played junior in scarborough and anyways this guy tess who's whose name's andrew martin played and again Judging by the old Wikipedia or uh, Wampers Bible, he had one game played with 42 minutes of penalties. But as the story goes, um, this guy's 6'10". So anyways, he is running amok in a junior game against Scarborough. And this, the story goes that he's like, there's like a brawl and Willie jumps on his back. And this guy's just carrying Willie around in this, in this bench clearing brawl. So, you got Willie, who's an absolute beauty, just on this guy who's six tens back in a, a junior A brawl. But uh, yeah, it just kind of kind of comes full circle that that his name got brought up. Yeah, dude, he's two eighty five. This Jesus. Yeah, he was a absolute unit, man. And he's putting on lax gear and just buzzing around out there. That's unbelievable. He's massive. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he was probably two eighty five in junior. Again, yeah. I think I think he may have done well. Who knows, I guess, because the buddy that I uh, work with, I was actually going to text him and ask him, do you ever remember him playing lacrosse? But they probably worked in the bars like in their 20s. But I'm oh, sure okay. at that point, sure at that point, he was probably 285. Yeah. And that, you know what can get you there, though? Lionized supplements. We're talking creatine, BCAs protein greens whatever you need put them in you you can get to 285 lean cut and recover from games on the weekend i've been today's been an all-timer i think i've filled up my shaker six times and just put lollipop bcas in it every time unbelievable so lionisupplements.com um dan 20 maybe paul 20 if you're feeling it but i think dan 20 is probably the way to go but check them out our guys over there i think there might be some more supplements coming soon multivitamins there there's gonna be some new stuff so Go, uh, go check those guys out. Also, tried on my tarps gear, and it, and I even ended up wearing the sweatpants down this weekend to the game. Guys are chatting about them. I almost got fined luxury tax for having a 
forgetting free stuff again, but um, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even the shirt fits perfect. So if you're going to go check out the shirts, I recommend going a size smaller than you usually would fits a little baggier, but once you wash it once, it's perfect sweatpants, regular size, they're, they're unbelievable. And then the, uh, the European carry all the old fanny pack. There is just no, no better thing for traveling. How are the boys with the fanny pack? So listen, this weekend, I haven't, I haven't broken it out yet because I had to bring my work laptop because I, okay. I, I had some work to do. So that would have defeated the purpose of having a ba- like if I had a backpack on and a fanny pack would have been yeah. a bit of a tough look. Um, but I, I'm thinking about breaking it out actually probably, well, I'll probably have to bring my laptop again this weekend. Cause we play on Monday, but, um, before the season's over, I'm going to break, break it out. And I, I got to figure out if I'm a waist fanny guy or if I'm or a cross body fanny guy. So I'm, I'm rock. We have a couple guys that rock the fanny pack. Me being one of them after the old, uh, passport fiasco. That's not where I carry my passport and my belongings. Chris Willman, Willie, he's been rocking it all year. And I think we got one more anyways. We take absolute missiles from the boys. They think it's the worst look in the world. So really be interesting to see what happens. Uh, happens oh, I think I'll you. probably get kicked off the team. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, um, yeah, we appreciate that. So we're going to do another giveaway this week. We'll do the giveaway this week. So we will be for said new sweatpant um, tracksuit. So we'll, we'll do the same thing. Again, tag a couple buddies. Make sure you like and subscribe Tarps Apparel. Like and subscribe Back of the Bird. And whoever wins will get your size, everything. And then again, we'll deliver it in 2027. So it'll be perfect. <laughs> the years just keep going up and up. <laughs> yeah. We and then yeah, and then we're gonna and it'll be your size and everything. We're gonna get your contact info from you and then send it direct. Did you say that directly yeah. from them? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Exactly. I just wasn't paying. Thanks for paying attention. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. Um what else we got going on? Anything else, Donnie? Anything else popping in your head? I was just gonna say, Dan, you just gotta get a Marvel. You gotta get a Marvel fanny pack, and then then you won't get kicked off the team. Then you can yeah. Then Tito will keep me around. It's if, you, if you get a DC one, then then you gotta go. Yeah, it was, dude. I was just taking hits from everybody after saying that he he won a Minto, so I had to get back on his good side after this weekend. So it's a good thing we won because it could have been uh, could have been the end of me. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know what uh, what else is going on this week. Um, well, did we even talk about how our guest just bailed on us? Did we bring that up or no? Yeah, so we're gonna the have one to... time the one time we're organized, we got the guests lined up two weeks in advance. Where the boys are buzzing. Yeah, so I don't know if we're gonna be able to reschedule this. We're gonna try to in the next kind of maybe we have re- even rescheduled it, and by the time people are hearing this, the person will have come on anyway. But. Um, yeah, you know, we did have the, uh, the 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 current commissioner of the NLL lined up for about two weeks, and uh, you know something popped up, wasn't able to work out. Hopefully, everything's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, a little bit of a late cancellation there, but that's okay. So we'll have a exa- guess. Yeah, we're not exactly sure who the guest is, but we know that it was a great conversation, and we think yeah. you're really going to like it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. So that's going to be the fun part here. Is Talk about so much cool stuff. Yeah, should I send it over to said guest? Well, let's do it. Here's all right. the mystery guest. Well, here, as they all are, this interview with Insert Beauty here is brought <laughs> to you by Lucky Penny Media. At Lucky Penny Media, we're a full-service marketing company without hefty agency pricing. 
We understand your brand is everything to you. And when working together, it means everything to us. You're more than just a client. You're a partner and a teammate. Our philosophy is simple. You grow, I grow, we grow. So here they are. Beauty, beauty. All right, now we're pleased to have on this Rochester native who attended the University of Maryland, where he was a four-time All-American, including two times first team. He was a two-time ACC Player of the Year, ACC Rookie of the Year, NCAA Attackman of the Year, all while capping it off being inducted into University of Maryland Hall of Fame. He's a five-time professional champion, two in the outdoor, three in the indoor. He's an 11-time MLL All-Star three-time All-Pro. He's played for the U.S. in both the Indoor and Outdoor World Championships. Please welcome to the back of the bird, Joe Walters. What's up, buddy? Oh, what's good, man? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. What thanks a, for coming holy on, buddy. shit, man. We, we could have sat career. down for an hour. Decent career yeah. in Maryland. <laughs> Not That's bad. Awesome. Holy smokes, man. What's uh, What's going on? Where are you at these days? Uh, so we are out, my girlfriend and I are out in um, the Bay Area, Northern California. Um, we moved out to Southern California uh, three years ago and moved up here just over a year ago. So up here, um, doing a lot with box, just training. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, lacrosse is, is big out here. That's awesome. So where in the Bay Area are you? So we're in the East Bay. Uh, I know, you know, we, we know like San Jose where the stuff yep. used to play. Yep. Um, it's kind of like if you think of the bay as like like a, um, an oval, like yep. a long oval. San Jose's at the bottom. We're up at the top. San Francisco's at the other end. So, okay. you know, it takes like 45 minutes to get to San Jose, 45 minutes to get to the city, to San Fran, um, and just all around, yeah. A little Jeez. bit of different uh, little different weather than Rochester, though, eh? Jeez, man. It's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't miss the winters. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's different though. Like we were in Southern California, and like literally, it's paradise. I mean, we were a mile and a half from the beach. You know, could could lay out every day. It's just you know, shirts shirts and uh, shirts and shorts every single day. Here, it's a little bit more like upstate New York. Um, it actually know. gets cold, right? It gets cold. Yeah, it doesn't snow, so it's no. like fifties are like the low. That's like that's not bad. So yeah, it's kind of. Bad. I mean, sometimes it's a nice change, like. At least throw yeah. on like a sweater and stuff. As long as it doesn't snow, sometimes it's nice to have that little break. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, fuck, dude. Before we kind of get into it, first of all, congrats, man. Hell of a career. Announced your retirement. You. Dude, when I was uh we're probably gonna steal that video off your website, man. That's a that's a really cool little video there. When we we're doing the research, I got on the old Joel Walters website. That's an amazing retirement video. So before we kind of get into it, man, I mean, honestly, it was a pleasure again to play with you for all those years, winning the two championships that I got to with you and Roch. But, man, like, we kind of just touched on, and we'll touch on more as we go through here. But, man, what a hell of a career, man. And congrats, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I, um, as, as you guys, yourself, and, and Dan can attest, man, it's, it's, it's tough playing for that long. Um, and it's, it's just, uh, it, it was a grind. But, I was just just lucky and fortunate to, uh, towards the end of my career, really, really focus on taking care of myself. And um, it was just incredible playing with, I think the coolest part of my entire career 
is just the dudes that I got to play with guys like yourself, Dan. And I, and I think back, like when I was growing up, my idols, like Gary Gate, Paul Gate, John Grant Jr., Casey Powell, Ryan Powell, like some of the best players to ever play. Um, I got to play with them. You know, it's like, that's, that's crazy to me. And I still, I still think about that all the time. Like what a, what a lucky dude that I have that, that I got to play with all those guys. hundred percent, man. So just, what what kind of was the thinking process behind that like uh the final kind of hey man i'm gonna i'm gonna step away because like you say i mean i'm a lot closer than than donnie and and dan in that department but (laughs) kind of what was like the uh what was the thought process on that yeah you know i think uh, i think i could still like do some stuff but at the same time it's like in the pll especially it's super competitive um and, you know, it's the, the best players in the world. And, and um, you know, guys are coming in every single year. And this past year, it, it's it's tight, right, with rosters and stuff like that. You know, I've gone through it with the NLO, um, playing for the Nighthawks. And it's just, you know, well, I don't I didn't want to go through another year of, like, maybe playing. It's like, you know, I'd rather – I have a lot of stuff going on off the field now um, with, with still lacrosse-related, but just the next chapter. And um, it, it's just important to focus on that really focus on that yeah it was tough sure. though man I, didn't, I, didn't, I mean I, I like I said I, I love to play I love the sport um I, I'll, I'll always forget I'll always um, miss the the team aspect of it right like I'll never get that back and that's what that's what I really 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 miss no for sure it, it's like as cliche as it is I don't think you'll ever hear another athlete that plays a team sport not say they miss being in that team environment with the boys in the mm-hmm. dress room like it's cliche yeah. but it, it literally is i mean again once it's all said and done that's it's the guys you meet in the, in the story and that again that's kind of why we start this podcast too to kind of just elaborate yeah. these personalities people you've met stories stories from the road and whatnot right yeah absolutely i think it's kind of a cool like i mean obviously like Polly said, like hell of a career too. But I think there's something for me, at least like when, when I see guys kind of, you know, retire, it's, it's really cool when you get to do it, I think for on your own terms, you know, like, cause you know, I think you do, we, like you said, we all love this. I've been doing this for our whole lives. It's like kind of become who you are and you don't some, I feel like it's some guys like don't know when to let go, you know? And it's like, then they, you can, you can kind of get pushed out or whatever, but I think going out on your own terms, like, and, and, you know, kind of, like you said, I mean, you're, you've got this, now you're a Nike guy. We'll talk and we'll talk about that too. Like you've got all this other stuff going on too. So to, I mean, kudos to you, man, to be able to kind of turn the page um, and, and jump, you know, head first and kind of almost, you know, put that same, you know, kind of game day and approach that you, you have towards, you know, other stuff. So that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. And even seeing, reading or hearing Polly read all that stuff. I've, that's, that's wild, man. What a career. Uh, <laughs> Thank that's you. pretty cool. And we'll get into it. We'll get into it, but that's, uh, that's awesome, man. Well, let's, uh, let's head back to the East coast here. Let's get back to growing up in Roch. I mean, one, one thing I think getting to know you too is, is kind of your background, your dad's background and kind of the cool story from like how your dad and mom met just quickly, if you can touch on that and then just, Tell me what it was like, because again, like reading through your bio, you talk about how your dad's your hero, but guy never played the cross, right? Sir. Yeah. <clears throat> so just touch on that if you can. Yeah. I mean, my, my mom's Vietnamese um, and my dad was in the Vietnam War. 
He was, you know, for the U S army and, um, just, uh, you know, he, he, um, he obviously sacrificed a lot, um, after, after the war, uh, went to medical school and, um, you know, just to provide for his family long-term. So, you know, I, I, uh, the, the, the hard work and the dedication aspect of it comes from my parents. Um, you know, my mom, my mom is like, I know everyone says this, like, Oh, the hardest worker. I, I don't, I don't like, I would, I would love to see someone that works harder than my mom. She, um, every single day for the last like 40, 45 years, she's, um, she's at her restaurant, open to close, doesn't leave. Um, and she's just, she's a grinder. So she really allowed, uh, my dad and I to, you know, do all the athletic stuff that we, that we could do. And, and, um, ultimately that's, why I accomplished all that stuff, man. My dad was every single day and he's my biggest hero because he taught me about sacrifice. He talked about, he taught me about dedication, you know, and I'm sure you guys know, like once you get into high school, you're pulled in every single direction. You know, you want to hang out with your buddies. You want to do all the fun stuff, but my dad was, he was tough on me and he made sure that, you know, you better get out in the backyard um, and then, you know, get your shots up. You better get the stick in your hands. You better get in the weight room you know, um, that's important because we, uh, you know, we set goals, you know, when I started to really take lacrosse serious, we set some goals and growing up, I went to every Syracuse game and it's like that. I wanted to play for Syracuse. I wanted to play division one lacrosse. I went to final fours every year. Um, and it's like, I told my dad, like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's, that's my dream. So he said, all right, that's what you want to do. And this is what, this is what you have to do. Like, you're not going to go do what your buddies are doing all the time. You got to do, you have to work on your, your craft first right? Put in the hours, then you can do that maybe. Um, and, you know, looking back on it, I hated his guts. <laughs> you know, he got a lot of like screaming oh, matches sure. and yeah, yeah. screaming matches, like yelling, swearing, but you know, that's why he's my, my biggest lacrosse influence and hero because if it wasn't for that, man, I, I, I didn't have great grades. So I probably would have went to like community college. I, I realistically maybe would have played at like a D3 school, nothing wrong with any of that, but I just never would have, I never, I never would amount, you know, amount to, you know, and, um, and, and gone to a school like Maryland just because I, I wasn't, I wasn't it in school. I wasn't the, the guy that I was getting straight A's and could get anywhere that I wanted. Yeah, for sure. It's funny how, like, I mean, how it always comes full circle, like same thing, like with parents or what I, you think they're so stupid when you're a high school kid or a teenager. And then you look back as like, man, they were, just absolutely right in almost every aspect but that's so yeah. cool did he ever play any sports yeah he was um he was like starting quarterback in football he okay. wrestled um him and my uncle you met my uncle my uncle was yep. like big time big time football player um played at ub and he, he uh yeah, they're they're football guys okay. um but yeah he never he never played lacrosse um uh, but yeah i mean he uh credit to him like he learned the sport with me he came to every practice took notes like the drills um he brought me to a bunch of camps when i was growing up and he would c come to camp with me same thing like go to every station and like write down notes he still has the notes at home it's, it's pretty cool but just notes from all the camps and then that's what we would work on sir sir this is a kid's camp you can't take part in it, <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> so he, he how used did to wear he used to wear like a syracuse lacrosse shirt just because we used to go to the games and once i got to like you know 
when I was in sixth grade, fifth grade, he would come and he'd take notes and like all these kids are like, is that a Syracuse? Is that a Syracuse coach? That's a Syracuse, Syracuse coach. Yeah. Like, no, nah, man, it's my dad. <laughs> How did, so if he's like for, with him being kind of uh, with him being a football guy, and wrestling and whatnot, like you said, how did, what was it just cause you know, you had buddies that you grew up with in, in Roch that were playing lacrosse that kind of how you, you picked up a stick. Yeah. So I got into wrestling. So I started, I was like maybe second grade, third grade, fourth grade, I wrestled. And in third grade, um, after wrestling season, um, one of my buddies, his name was Brandon McGrath. He, uh, from Pittsburgh, he, he asked if I wanted to come out for lacrosse and I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. Like what, what are Yeah, sure let's do it. Um, and that's the, my dad went out, bought us some sticks and that was it. That was it right there. <laughs> Crazy man. That's it. Like it's, it's funny. Cause even, you know, we we're talking to, uh, to Casey Powell or, uh, it was just like same kind of story, right. Where it's like, who was, what was the coach's name? Paulie? Well, I, I won't be able to remember the coach. Venta Kumbo like or something like that. Oh, to, Tony, Tony Venequatro. Venequatro. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, you know, there's always like that one person who kind of like interest, introduces you and everyone's got that story because you had to start somewhere. Right. And it's, uh, it's always funny hearing that. Cause it's like, then think about all the chain reaction that wouldn't have happened. Right. If you just didn't get that one call to go to practice. It's great. Yeah. It's crazy. To, like look back at that. And, um, yeah, I don't know what the hell I'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> just wrestling. You'd be in the WWE, just like chopping it up. That's what you better. That's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Well, so, so you, no what, way, uh, what what high school did you go to when you were in, in Rock? Aronicoit. So so when you're there, are you you know obviously picking up like you're picking up the game pretty quickly and kind of are you starting to talk to schools kind of you know junior senior year? Or when's that start for you? Yeah, man. Like that that process was it, it's it's gotten it's really changed over the years. Um, you know, you start, you know, back then you had five official visits and I told the kid, I train kids all the time that are like, they're sophomores now, sophomores in high school now. And I was telling them the other day about that. And they're like, what the hell is an official visit? Like, what is that? But you used to, you used to have five weekends that you could, the, the college would pay for you to come to school. So they would pay for your travel. You would stay with a kid on the team. Um, so you got the, you know, you got to really, feel and 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 see what it's like to be a student athlete at that that school you know you'd go to a class watch them practice um you know i went to i went to penn state um i went to i went to a penn state basketball game against michigan state um i remember going to maryland duke basketball game um i had the most fun at towson towson was a really fun fun trip <laughs> um but yeah i mean that's that was that was it i, I want to say you know, my first letter was from Army, which I think they still send out um, letters really early to kids to start thinking like West Point, Navy, and all those schools. But um, I was I wasn't a big recruit. I really wasn't. Um, I, I played in the Empire State Games, which is like the New York State Olympics. They don't have many more, which is a shame because it was those are two of the most like greatest experiences of my life. Um, but I played it played twice in the Empire State Games and once in this this game called the Bay State games and it was like New York versus Maryland and um that's where coach Cottle who is he was at Loyola that's where he saw me and from that point I was like I went to Loyola on a visit and I was like set I was going to Loyola that's where I was like committed verbally um and the Maryland coach Dick Adele um the late great Dick Adele he he um resigned and coach Cottle got the job at Maryland called me the next day for the same scholarship and that's why I went to Maryland. 
Oh, no shit. So that's how it all went down. So you yeah. so you kind of picked Loyola because of, of the coach of Coach Cottle, kind of? Yep. Yeah, he, okay. he, he, like, really sold me, like, like really good dude. Um, And, and obviously, back then, they, they were a good program. They were a strong program. Yeah. And it's in Baltimore. Um, They had, like, the nicest dorms that I've seen, like, that I saw. Not that that was a huge deal, but, like, Loyola had, like, the best dorms, dorm situation. And it was just, like, the, the campus, everything about it, I just, I just kind of, like, I loved it. And um, it was mainly Coach Cottle, though. And then, so growing up, like I said, I used to go to all the Final Fours. My dad would bring me and, me and my buddies down. And they used to be at College Park, Maryland. So they used to play them there. So I, I became, you know, Maryland as a school was like this mecca. You know, this is where the, the Final Four is. But I never got recruited by him. So the fact that he got the job there it was, it was a no-brainer. Like, I was, I was sold. But go, going back to high school, my assistant coach at Aronicoy, his name is Jay Whipple. His son, Andrew Whipple, went to Maryland and wore number one. So when I was in high school, I like really looked up to Andrew because uh, his dad was my coach, went to Maryland, and that was all that was kind of part of it too. But I, I wanted to follow in his footsteps, you know, in high school especially. I was like always playing under his shadow. So um, it was it was like a no-brainer once I got that call. So you did you ever go to Maryland or you just like he he calls you up and you're like, yeah, let's go? Or do you actually get to go see Maryland too? Even though you went to go think, to like the final fours. Yeah, no, I don't think I I don't think I took a visit or like an wow. official before. Yeah, he called me and I was like, I'm in. I'm in. No way. That's wild, eh? Good for yeah, you. Yeah. So it's funny because this this number one, like you talk about that he wore number one. Is that is that like something you started, or is that like a Maryland thing, or or what is the number one for Maryland? Andrew Andrew was like the first, the first number okay. one. He's like the OG number one, and after him, it kind of got passed down, or whoever was like, not to sound like that, but like kind of like star main, recruit, right? Yeah, or like the, the main recruit, recruit, the main okay. guy. He he kind of got past that number. So when I was a freshman, I wore number fifteen for a year. But um, a senior named Mike Mollett, he wore number one. Um, and then after me, it really just, you know, went down the pipeline. Grant Catalino from Rochester wore it. Um, Mike Chen and Chuck wore it. Uh, Matt Rambo wore it. You know, so it just got passed down. How did you, uh, yeah, how'd you, how'd you pick the next guy? What's, what's, was it kind of like, is it in your hands kind of thing? As, as the previous number it's, one? It's not in my hands. It's just, it's more in like the, the coach's hands. Um, but for me, it was it was cool just because Grant, when I graduated, he was going to be a freshman and he's from, from Webster, from Rochester attackman. So it was like, that was the guy. He was a big recruit. That's sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So obviously like we said, you're four time all American, two time first team kind of jump right in and looks like you're having success right away. So kind of take us through like four years of Maryland and, and kind of obviously ends with a, like you say, going to, the hall of fame in Maryland before you move on the pros, take us through kind of the start there and just brief four years. Man, Maryland was, I mean, it, it was a blast. It was, um, you know, I've, uh, one thing about me is I, I've like my, when I have a girlfriend, I spend a lot of time with my girlfriend. <laughs> so big girlfriend like, guy, I, Huge I'm, girl a big girlfriend. I'm a big girlfriend guy. Um, <laughs> So I spent my, my girlfriend, my senior year, um, she, she went to George Washington. She's from Rochester, was from Rochester. She went to George Washington to play soccer, which is like 30 minutes away from Maryland. 
Um, so, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, with her, she was at Maryland and it's like, and honestly, God, if I, if, if I didn't, if I wasn't in that situation, I honestly don't know if my Maryland career ends up the way it was just because I, I was really focused on like Saturdays, we'd have a game, right. On Sundays, I'd be on the field, uh, shooting, I'd be on the field working out, um, and I was like, just really, really focused on, on becoming a really good player. Um, if, if I wasn't in that situation, I probably would have spent way more, you know, having Sunday fun days. Um, so it's all kind of like, you know, it's all part of it. It's all part of it. You know, there's, there's definitely the balance of spending time with teammates and, and, and doing that. But I was, when I got to Maryland, like I said, I wasn't a big recruit. I remember my first freshman practice, you know, I, I got put in with, the starting attack and I was just I wanted it you know I really I really wanted it um and I, I got the opportunity I just kind of I kind of ran with it you know I uh I I worked my butt off and um like I said it's the extra work that you put in with, that's what really sets you aside so or sets you apart um but yeah it, it was it was a, it was a great four years I, we went to three final fours we never got to a championship game but playing in the final fours was um like I said growing up I went to them so that's kind of like I think it's shifting a little bit, but, you know, for an American kid, big time division one lacrosse is still kind of like the pinnacle, you know, it's still yeah, like, the, sure. that's, yeah. that's it. You know, you, you watch it on TV every week. I think it's shifted more and more towards pro lacrosse, but um, that was it, you know, playing the final four, I played in uh, Raven stadium in front of a like record setting crowd. And I played twice in Philly in the link um, and huge crowds, like 60,000 people. So. That's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially you say when you're, when you're watching it as a kid, it's like, yeah, it kind of comes full circle. And it's like, it's like you made it. That's the, I made a yeah. moment almost like make it the final four. Now when you're a fresh, like obviously man, you're, you're super skilled, but as a freshman, like when you say like you worked your butt off, but like, did you have that? Like, man, I can play right away mentality. Or were you like nervous when you're first coming in or like, do you have that confidence kind of what, man, like, this is a long time ago. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what my <laughs> mindset was, but um, I just remember like my, I definitely remember my first practice and I just remember um, like just feeling like I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I remember like our first, our first tournament, we played like Syracuse in a scrimmage and I, I remember scoring a couple goals. Like, and as, as a freshman, I was just a catch and shoot guy. I didn't, I didn't carry the ball. I was an off ball guy. Uh, but I scored a couple goals against Syracuse. And again, like I dreamed about always playing at Syracuse. That's where I wanted to go. And at that point I was like, all right, I, I belong here. I can do this. So I think it was those first like scrimmages in fall ball. That's, that's when I really, really realized it. You got any, uh, any fond memories of uh, Bentley's? Give me like a, I need to, I need to summarize this place. Cause like I've, I told Donnie before I've been there once when, when I visited Brian Cole. And I mean, what a spot that is it's a, it's a, it's a great spot. I mean, I just, uh, it's hot as hell. I don't know when you went, but it's sweaty as hell. So you're never going to leave without a soaking wet shirt. Um, I mean, (laughs) a a lot, a lot of, a lot of prairie fires, which is uh, tequila with, with Tabasco sauce. I got a lot of those my freshman year, (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great um, like just, like college bar, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's Maryland right there. Yeah. As your, as your, your, I think your, your jersey's on the wall in there, isn't it? 
Not mine. No, Rambo's. Yours is it? Okay. No. Because <laughs> I think when I was, because I, when I went, I think it was Fipsy's jersey that was up when I was there. At least it was like a picture of him or something. Because I, because he, he was our co- my coach at High Point too, right? What was, yep, yep. what was it like? Uh, what? How long did you play with him for? He was, um, he was one year below me. One year below me. So I spent a lot of, me and Michael, me and Michael spent a lot of time together uh, during the summers because we were there for summer school because we weren't the best students. So <laughs> we, we, we spent a lot of time together, a lot, a lot of good summers. <laughs> What's, uh, so how would, how would you describe him during his, uh, his Maryland days? Oh my God. That, he, he's, he's one of my all-time favorite teammates at Maryland. Like just goofball. Like if you look at him, right, you, you look at him and he's, <laughs> he doesn't look like an athlete. Um, but he's just like, he's quick <laughs> and, uh, he's just always, always laughing. We, we, uh, back then Ashley Simpson came out. That was like her, her, uh, her debut. And we, we still have inside jokes about, about listening to her. So <laughs> That's what a guy, that a guy unreal. Do you want should we move into the NLL now, Polly? Do you want to do that? Um, yeah, we can go MLL or NLL. I mean, and I mean, yeah, let's go. Let's briefly touch on MLL because you obviously go. You go first overall. We'll kind of, we'll kind of circumvent and come back to NLL. And we'll oh, a good chunk there. We will a circumvent. Fucking yeah, right. Big words. Holy. Yeah. I got. I got a couple of those just sitting in the old back somebody, pocket here and there. Somebody texted you just to use that during the interview. Hundred yeah, percent. That's a game. It's five bucks. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll go MLL and then so. It, and again, and kind of in that video too, um, it starts off with the draft and you go number one overall, kind of take us through that process. Like obviously, you know, hell of a career, like we just went through in Maryland. Um, but take us through that process. Like you talk to the teams beforehand, you know, you're going number yeah. one, kind of how that all works out. Yeah. We, um, back then, I don't think they have anything like this anymore because the drafts like during the season, during the college season, but there was, a um, we did like, a right after the final four, you go up to, it was in Connecticut and there was like a combine kind of thing. Um, you got to talk to every team. So everyone that was there, all the seniors that just graduated got to talk to every uh, team. And then we had like an all-star game. There's a senior all-star game. Um, so yeah, I, I talked to, um, it was BJ O'Hara and Jody Gage, Gager. Um, they sat, oh. they sat me down. Yeah, yeah. I love the gauger. <laughs> he, he sat you down and told you about him being Wayne Gretzky's mentor Getting, for an hour. Exactly. And 50 exactly. 79. <laughs> it's funny when I worked for the Nighthawks, he, uh, we'd have like staff meetings every Monday and I'd sometimes I'd sit next to gauger and all he does, all he does when he takes notes, he, he looks like he's taking notes on like the meeting. <laughs> But he just writes number nine over and over and over. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear, he just doodles number nines, number nines. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, That's so bang on. I love that. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, they sat me down there, and 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 I think they uh, there was a huge trade that happened. Um, part of that trade was Brody going from the Bayhawks to the Rattlers. There was a huge multi-team trade um, for Rochester to get number one. And they told me that, you know, they were going to take me. So it wasn't a surprise, but, um, a, you know, really cool uh, feeling just to, you know, growing up, I went to those games. Um, I went to, when I was in high school, I went to the uh, Rattlers game. So nice to play in front of your hometown, in front of your family, friends. So it was cool. For sure. Um, 
How long did you play in, uh, how long was that Rochester there for? So we were there 2006, 2007, and then 2008, we won it. So you notice like all these teams that, that are like good, right? Like you look at yeah. um, like the Nets, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets, you look at um, that team, um, like the Cavs too, when LeBron went to Cleveland um, or, or when LeBron went to uh, Miami, it like takes time. It takes time. Even though like, you know, you got all these names, you got all these players, it takes time to form that chemistry. And 2006, 2007, we were close. Like we were, we were almost there, but we just couldn't win that big game in the semis. Um, but oh wait, we just put it all together. It's like the, again, like that team: Junior, Colin Doyle, Brody, Jeff Sawicki, Gavin Prout. I mean, ridiculous. Um, the, the the lineup: uh, Alex Smith. That's who, crazy. Alex Smith is like one of the best faceoff men to, uh, to play. He went to Delaware when they went to the Final Four. He was our faceoff guy. He just dominated everybody. Um, Chris Schiller, like our team was. We just talked stacked. about. Uh... We, who do we, we talked about uh, Alex Smith with, uh, with Schneids. Cause he was talking about, I think, cause that's when, um, that's when Halsey was on the wing for Smith and then like picked up the ground ball for him to get the faceoff record or whatever. In that's college. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In college. In college. Yeah. college yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were, that's man, that team fun. was good. They had like Curtis Halsey and Alex Smith. Like that's, that's a pretty, that's sta- like, the, you could do yeah. some damage there. That's yeah, a lot that's of goals. Got to the final four. Unreal. That's crazy, man. Paul's so, was on that team, the Rattlers, yeah. yeah. And then, so that team obviously then moves to Toronto, right? Is that how that yeah. all works out? Yeah, we, we, uh, the, the team folded. Um, we moved to Toronto, and that was like that, that, that year was, was awesome. Like, we played in BMO. I don't know if it's still called BMO, but it's still called, yeah. That, that's like, that should be, and it probably would never happen, but that should be like a lacrosse championship venue because that, that's like the perfect size stadium. Cities in the background, like I, I love playing there, but like every weekend we're we're going out um, in Toronto. Like we're treated like treat, treated like a uh, like a like a maple leaf. Like we were we we're the kings of Toronto. It was fun. I what? came I came to watch one game, and then uh, I didn't I didn't know I wouldn't have known you at the time. But uh, what was the bar? And I can't remember now. Do you remember the bar you guys always go to? It had the pool in the middle. Yeah, you know, I don't remember. I do remember it. Um, I, I don't know the name of it. I don't know the name uh, of it. A pool in the Sean, middle? Yeah. Like Sean, I, Willie, Willie's, Willie's, um, it was someone like someone in his family like worked there. And that's kind of, right. I think that's how it started that we went. It was, uh, it was outdoor. The pool was outdoor, like kind of like a yeah. waiting pool, not like a real pool, but man, the amount of, the amount of people that just get bewangled that end <laughs> up in there at 10 minutes is hilarious. That's too good. So when, when you're, I mean, cause that, that team was, um, it was pretty Canadian heavy, right? Like after you guys moved to Toronto and I remember yeah. going to those games and like, it was like your two man game all over the field. Like there's like, you're kind of playing in pairs. Do you think yeah. that was kind of like for you, like what was the timeline like for uh, the Nighthawks and that year for, I wasn't, I didn't play Nighthawks until, um, I don't a know if you guys remember, later? but yeah, a couple of years later, you guys remember when like junior got almost like died from yeah. his, from his, from his knee. Yep. That's when I played for the Nighthawks. Like I kind of, he, he, he wasn't able to play. So I kind of like stepped in, um, and just got like a rude awakening as to what NLL was like. Um, but yeah, that wasn't for a couple of years, um, after. So do you think that like even kind of gave you at least a, 
you know, a little bit of like a kind of brief intro as to like, at least, you know, how those guys' minds worked and then how kind of playing in two man game was a little bit, but it didn't translate, man. Like it, <laughs> it, it did not, it did not translate whatsoever. Um, but yeah, so if, if, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, we can get into NLL whenever, but that was, um, that, that was, that didn't go smooth. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think it's a, I mean, unless Paul, is there anything else you want to touch on with the MLL? No, that that's good. I mean, I, you guys win. You guys win a championship that first year too in Toronto, right? Yeah, back to back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I say back to back, it was the majority of the of the um, the Rattlers team was on the on the Nationals. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple pieces here and there. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we won it. We won the first year, and then um, the LXM Pro Tour. If you guys remember that, yeah, that yeah. came about. Yeah, that came about, and um, I played that. So I was. Uh, looking back on it like i wish i didn't just because i think we had we could have won again um we could have kept going but i played in that and it, it was it was a good experience it definitely was but um i wish i didn't walk away from that team bag of, kind of fell of, apart a bag of cash will probably do that though if you're yeah yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> it was like two games it was two events and like more money so it's like yeah you know oh, i can uh, i can pre- i can preserve my body get a little more summer and more cash okay beautiful lock, yeah, yeah. lock me in um so i mean paulie's got here like you're an 11 time mlo all-star is that right i think so that's yeah. that's a lot that's a lot of times what were those uh what were those games like when you're kind of like bringing in they're bringing in like the top players are you guys are you guys like taking those games Seriously, or are they kind of like a like a fun weekend for the fans and kind of the boys hanging out? It's a fun weekend for the for the boys to hang out, you know, go out um, in, in cities and, and stuff like that. It, it was just like, you know, for the most part, every all-star game is supposed to be light, you know, but then it's like competitiveness starts to come out. So there was a couple of games I, I feel like we're, we're like in overtime or like last couple of possessions. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's, those are, uh, those are all good weekends and just, to, to be on the same field with, with, you know, the, the game's best players is uh, pretty special. So every, you had a, every time there was an all-star game, all those 11 times, it was always an mm-hmm. all-star game. Oh, yeah. Shit. yeah. Damn. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of extra reps, there you go, bud. All right. Let's, uh, so we kind of like, kind of touched on it. Um, going to NLL. So, that's some. I didn't know how that started. Did you? Did you get ever get drafted to NLL? Yeah. So this is this is a this is a good story. Um, yeah. Here we go. That's what yeah, we need. So that's what we need. No, so I mean, it. you know, you know, like when when you get when you're about to get drafted, usually teams call you, right? They call yeah. you. Hey, where are you living? You know, what are you doing for work? Blah blah blah. So I got calls from. I really wanted because after school, I um, I I took the long the long road to graduate you know I wasn't a good student so it took me like seven seven years to graduate so I was living I was living in DC um, after college and I wanted to play for Philly you know it's an easy drive two-hour drive to Philly makes sense um they they ultimately they took like eighth and Iannucci like I understand that I forget who else they took that year um it might have been like Brendan Mundorf um who who ended up being a really good indoor player too um but they didn't they didn't draft me so i was like disappointed but i talked to like a couple other teams rochester um a couple other teams in the league back then 
And so I, it comes into the second round. I'm like, shit, like Philly didn't take me. I'm like pissed off a little bit. And uh, all of a sudden, I think it was like the 18th pick, Buffalo dra- drafts me. And it's like growing up in Rochester, I don't like Buffalo. I don't like the bandits at all, you know, yeah. but they draft me. And it's like, well, okay. Like, you know, already kind of hesitant on it, but I get a call from um, Darius Kilgore. He's like, you know, we're, we're excited to have you. We want to move you up to Buffalo. It's like, well, listen, like, I wish you would have called me. Like, I can't, I'm in school. Like I'm still finishing school for another year. So I don't know what you want me to do. And he was like, well, we have practice on Tuesday nights. So, you know, it's kind of, it's important to get up there. It's like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you should have <laughs> called me. Yeah. You should have called me. I'm not going to like, I can't leave school and come up there every freaking Tuesday plus games. So he, he ended up like emailing me back and he like pretty much like cursed me out. He was like, you ungrateful shit. <laughs> like, you sounds about, that sounds about Darius. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You should be, you should be grateful that we took it, you know, that we, that we drafted you blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, man, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I can't, I'm not gonna, I can't do it. I just wish you would have called me. You probably should have did your homework a little bit more. Um, so I ended up not playing for two years. I just didn't play. Um, and after two years, your, your, or your, um, your rights just, just go void. And at that point, Junior was, was, was hurt and uh, Rochester picked me up. And, and then at that time too, I had moved back to Rochester. So it kind of worked out, all worked out well. So a perfect storm. And then growing, like growing up, you, like you just kind of said, you hate Buffalo. So growing up, you're going to Nighthawks games a little bit. So every you game. Know. Okay. Every game. We had like eight season tickets. We went to every game. Oh, no way. Okay. Back sweet. when they wore the tights. The, yeah, yeah. the, the mill. Yeah. The, the good old days when guys were just yeah. taking each other's heads off. Like in these <laughs> <pandemic> shorts. <laughs> so that's sick. So you get, so you get picked up. Obviously like junior goes down, you get picked up, you're in. And then and you kind of alluded to it like a bit of a rude awakening coming to MLL. Like and you're probably, I mean, we talked to Shills a little bit, but he's a he's a D guy. It's not quite the same. Yeah. Like an American old guy coming, especially when you came in, is a lot different. So again, you kind of say rude awakening. Yeah, man. I was just, I don't know, like every aspect was just was tough for me. Like the two man game, the, the, like the, the concepts of like cutting through the middle. Like, I just didn't know what that stuff meant. Um, the shooting, I just could not shoot. Um, still can't shoot. <laughs> um, but like all of those things it just made for just an awful experience. And I just wasn't good. And, uh, you know, I thought about quitting, you know, I, my, my first year I played forward second year. I, I want to say I played, um, I played, transition so i played a lot more d and pushed the ball and then my third year i went back to forward and just like barely played um but yeah there's guys like brendan mundorf there's guys like drew westervelt guys like casey powell ryan powell where they just it just came came easier to them you know for me it just didn't um but i remember i remember after our last game uh my third year we're sitting uh at the baggage claim and Hazer comes up to me and just said, hey, man, like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this or not? 
you know, yeah, I mean, I, I want to play. Like, it's it's tough to tell your coach, like, no, I kind of want to quit. So he was like, <laughs> nah, said, I'm yeah, good, yeah. dog. I'm out <laughs> <Yeah>. of here. <laughs> You're in a bit of a rock and a hard place there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he uh, he was like, well, if you want to do it, you know, you, you got to come up and play. You got to come up to Brampton, and um, there's a spot for you. We'll, we'll, we'd love to have you, but you got to get more reps. You got to do it. Um, and, yeah, that was 2011, 2011, went up there. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was my first like experience of like actual, not actual box across, but like the culture, like every part of it. Um, it, it just was, uh, it was a great experience. Um, it was a grind, man. Like, you know, Brody, I, I always, my first couple of years of, of Rattlers, I, I was like watching Colin Doyle and, and, and Brody and Zawicki, you know, play the senior A thing. I didn't know what the hell it was but they were playing senior A like three or three or four games a week and then coming to play for the Rattlers. And I was like, damn, like that sounds like it's tough. <laughs> so my first summer, like that's what I had to do. You know, my, my dad drove with me to a bunch of games, came to the games with me, um, go, you know, three hours up, play a game, three hours back, do it the next day. But um, that's, that's what I needed, you know, and obviously the great experience of, of winning a man cup was, I mean, that, that was, they kind of like catapulted my whole indoor um, vision like man this is fun like this is this is awesome so if it wasn't for that man i, I probably would have quit just because it, it wasn't a good experience at all seriously yeah um speaking of that 2011 team because that's that's crazy as i didn't i had this in the notes but i didn't realize that's your first year playing senior a ball but it kind of makes sense that it kind of comes full circle but dude that team wasn't like you guys were good but weren't supposed to do anything i was living out west playing in victoria at that point yeah like talking we were my like brother, the bad news bears like, we weren't supposed to do anything yeah man like yeah joey <laughs> red is his older brother like right. you, yeah. yeah zach greer like it was just like a mismatch of people yeah. um but let's go let's go right to the man cup because again we're, we're trying to like we try and promote the man cup and we'll do a little bit more in, in uh in the summer and stuff but you guys want it out West too, which is kind of super cool for you as well. Like getting the whole experience, moving out West, living out there for, you know, playing seven games and nine nights, kind of take us through that, that week. And we'll, we'll get back to NLL. It was just, man, like the whole, the whole summer. I mean, like it was, it was um, a great, just a great experience. Like playing, like I said, it, playing in, 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 in hot ass arenas, playing on, <laughs> playing it on concrete, playing, you know, and floors that have to be like wiped down. It's like, I didn't get that growing up. You know, I didn't get that. So I, I think it was just like enlightening to just understand and, and just see firsthand the culture, the culture difference, right? Like it's such a, it's such a silver spoon sport in the, in the U S you know, kids are, you know, I got, I got kids that I train that won't train on, on regular grass. They got to train on turf only. It's like, man, <laughs> I played I played in like I played in dirt in high school like yeah. we had a dirt field like what the, what the fuck are you yeah. um but yeah like just just seeing that and 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 having those experiences uh was was really cool and, and our path like we played we played Brooklyn round one beat them I think we went down two nothing beat them in six um we played Peterborough and that was like when I look back at that year playing at Peterborough is one of the coolest things in, in my, in, sure. in my all, all, all around lacrosse career playing there was, was really cool. Um, you know, hearing, um, hearing the anthem and like everyone sings it, you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's, it's just, it, it's intimidating, but 
those were uh, those were those were hostile games, and we ended up winning that series in six. Um, and then we yeah we head out west, and I think did did um, Langley beat you guys? Yeah, yeah. So we we had a good squad too, but we had we had some tough goaltending issues. Yeah, so they beat us, and then they get they get to the. Uh, to the <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, your goalie <laughs> doesn't listen to this, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck, fuck, it just is what it is. Calling just, a calling a spade a spade. Fuck, man. What, I mean, and we had, and we had we had cause, so it's like you know we've what got the like, do? yeah. What are you gonna do? I mean, he's obviously our d our defense was was one of the main reasons why we, we were so successful. But um, yeah, it was it was cool going out there. I I never been to I've been to British Columbia when I was like a little kid, but never spent you know time there. And um, it was just that was fun. Like Dan T was our coach, our offensive coach. Um, you know, we had like the, the little, the little vans to go to and from the hotel. So, you know, we just spent a lot of time together. And I think that those are the, those are the times where you really come together as a team. And I feel like, you know, one of the reasons why our Nighthawks team was so successful for three years is we did everything together. Everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Flights, we, Kurt would bust his ass to make sure that we flew out of the same airport, you know, everything, every team meal was together. And I think ultimately, that's those are the differences in, in teams and, and, and how successful they are. I really do think that. For sure. Um, did you get, did you hang out after you guys won the man cup or did you come right back? No, we, we, we were out that night. Um, how drunk, hey, bar. how drunk was Dylan Evans? Oh God. <laughs> soaking shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I got I got a chance to to hang out with with your brother. Saw yeah. him drink a couple of beers, which was shocking. That's the um, third time in his life, I think. Exactly. That's right. He's exactly. got seven man cups, and I think three NLL championships. So that's ten times he's drank in his life. I think. That's it. Yeah. So uh, blessed to have that opportunity to drink with Dan. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we 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 shut down. I mean, I, I think it was like a Tuesday night, maybe that we wanted something like that. So there wasn't anything open, but we just stayed there and, and shut it down. That's awesome, man. So then coming back to NLL that season, like, again, it kind of all comes for a circle. You start having success now with, with the Nighthawks, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, completely different attitude, completely different feeling going into the season. But, but it helps still... you didn't want to quit anymore. That's that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I uh, No, everything felt like it felt – you know, more, just more energetic about playing indoor. Um, but I was still kind of odd man out. Like we had Halsey. Um, I'm trying to think who we had. Halsey, um, Jammer, had um, Dogger, and we had Johnny Paulus. So four lefties, and I'm the fifth guy. So, like, I still – I would only play – I remember a couple games where I would play – we played five lefties one game just because, because they want to get me in. And it was like, you know, <laughs> kind of like charity. Like, you know, we got to yeah. get you in, got to get you in. It's like, all right, well, this five lefties. Like, you know, I know these guys aren't appreciating this. So yeah. fast forward, like mid season, I don't know if you remember, but you remember uh, the Nighthawks playing in Minnesota with yeah, TJ yeah, Fridays. There's a bit of an incident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bit of an incident. So that happened. And, you know, a couple guys you, go down. Did you start it? Is this, is this all orchestrated by you? Bro, I didn't. Bro, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make the trip. 
I know. I I'm just joking, man. I'm just no, joking. I know. But like, but, but I, but I look back on it because the guys that were there, the guys that were yeah. there, I would have been there. Oh, I for sure. I yeah, been, yeah. I would have no, been you... with them. Um, no, and I would have been like running for the door. <laughs> well, <laughs> this guy's swinging fire extinguishers around there. Like everyone would have been running for the door. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that happened. And, and that's the next game we played the Washington stealth. And um, I remember I scored, I scored, I think like the, the winner, the winning, the winning goal. So I think I, I played looking back and I think from that point, I, I maybe played every game after that and we won our first championship. Unreal. Unreal. So, so I think it's uh, I mean, you kind of touched on it. Like, you know, you're doing everything together. You're around each other from like the second you land or the second you drive in from that weekend, like try to explain kind of what it's like to see that, you know, camaraderie lead to, to actually winning at the end of the season. I just, you know, it's Hazer always talked about the game of inches and, um, you know, you, you started to see it, you know, little, little things here and there. Like I talked to um, TD Erland from, uh, from Toronto and he, he's saying like, man, I can't believe you guys won. Like, it's hard enough to win one. Like, I can't believe you won two and then three, like everything has to go your way. And there was a couple calls that like went our way. Um, our first championship, uh, Matt Gibson for, for the swarm for Minnesota, like scored a goal, but his foot was in the crease before he even like finished the, the goal, um, like well, well before he shot it and we got the challenge and we won it. And it's like that, that doesn't happen. Like we don't get that call. We don't win the first one because they would have won that game. They're up by like two or three after that. Um, so like everything has to go your way, but it, it just seems like, it seems like when you spend more time together, you just want to play a little bit harder for each other. You know, um, you just get closer, you get tighter. Um, and, and I think I just genuinely think like that was the difference for us. You know, just, just a little bit, you, you spend all that time, you, you work hard together. You, you got the, um, the blood, sweat and tears together. And it's like, it shit pays off in the long run. For sure. And then again, like Halsey goes down and then end up training him away. And then you kind of get a regular shift. And obviously like you mentioned some of the guys that you get to play with jammer dogger, you know, Johnny Palace kind of take us through like those guys kind of helping you out. And, and cause then all of a sudden you start, especially you and Johnny, you guys become like almost two of the best two man game guys going. Yeah. And I think that was a huge thing for us, man. It was, um, you know, my first, even though I didn't like, because Halsey was there and like we had the four lefties, me and Johnny had like great chemistry from, from our first training camp. We just, we just hit it off. You know, there's just some certain people, that you just, um, the timings there, you know, the way, the way he cuts, the way he sets that pick and he, and he's rolling. Um, we just, we just had chemistry right away. Um, and Jammer just him and him and Keo have, were, you know, were such, um, instrumental pieces of, of just teaching me more and more, you know, as, as my career kept going, you know, I credit those guys all the time. Like they, they were, they were instrumental as well, but just, uh, you know, it, it was, it was nice. I think having the confidence in them too. Um, I think my first three years, I didn't have the confidence in many people. You know, people just kind of, guys on my team, they didn't believe in me, um, rightfully so. You know, I didn't have anything to show for it. And I was kind of, it almost felt like I was given an opportunity rather than earning it um, to, to most of the Canadians on the team. Uh, here's, a, here's an American that's just given a spot. 
And I, I think that was, a, that was a little bit of a difference too. After you win the man cup, it, you kind of earned it. You earned a little bit more, you know, you earn the right to be on the roster and then, you know, you earn a right to get in a couple of games and then it just kind of snowballs after that. You talked about it a little bit. Um, I know like you and Jammer like are pretty, you know, got pretty close over those years too. Like, what was it like? I mean, for me as a kid growing up, I'm watching that guy play and it's like, you know, then you, you're, that's kind of like the image, at least, you know, in terms of the year gap for how old I am, like that's the image of the left that you want to be. Right. And then it's, you know, what was it like for you to kind of step in? And then once you did get confidence and you felt comfortable to kind of learn like the subtle nuances, you know, that he threw into his game. Yeah. I just, I just like can remember like watching him like at practice, you know, and, and just uh, trying to do it. And I could never do the things that he can do like the way he like shoots and like, pushes with his top hand of the far, far corner. I can never do those things, but just being in awe of like all the things that these guys can do and just trying to do it and trying to learn more and more. But um, ultimately just, uh, you know, sometimes you just sit back and just like you said, just watch and just be like, wow, these, these guys are what, what the, what they can do. They've, they've grown up doing this. You know, it's like uh, uh, understanding that I'll probably never be able to, but you know, wanting to, wanting to make them uh, proud of me, wanting to play well for them that that resonates um that that definitely was something that that i felt you know wanting to um you know make them proud of me what's your what's your favorite favorite memory from the nll in your career the three-peat yeah yeah and i mean last like, one the last one the last yeah. one at home um the way we won it i mean the, the you know I, I always talk about that out of all the things in my entire career like that I think like how I was a part of it, you know, I had a lot to do with yeah, the yeah. plays that were happening like that. That's yeah. probably why too, but you know, that, that was, uh, that was wild. You know, I, I, I get goosebumps. Just got them just, just thinking about um, that game. Yeah, it was, um, it was an absolute mental game. That was, that was almost the death of the mini game. I feel like <laughs> after that one, I think they gas the mini game. They're like, Oh man, we can't, we can't do this anymore, but what a, what a time for the fans, man. Um, <laughs> uh all right no man well we're almost an hour into this donnie you got anything for a fellow turp here you want to ask no maybe just uh if we could get into pll we think we still have a few minutes left so just kind of talk about that perfect PLL. Okay. i mean like we we uh you know we heard rumblings the last year i was with the new york lizards and i played with paul um i heard rumblings of you know new new league and all this stuff but i didn't really know too much about it until you know, I talked to Paul eventually and he, you know, filled me in on everything at the end of the season. Um, but, you know, it's necessary. You know, and I think you can see the things that are happening with professional field across. It's 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 definitely made the NLL step their game up. You know, what I mean, I think it, it makes everyone kind of step up their product, um, but everything's just done first class. I don't think anything's perfect yet, but it's 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 a huge step in the right direction. Guys, you know, having ownership of the league um health benefits uh the game the tv deals like you know having games on actual nbc nbc sports like that's huge for the sport more eyes in the sport um ultimately is is going to be the difference you know i still think that we're we're dropping the ball a little bit with with attendance in-game attendance you know i think there can we can still improve in, 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 in both leagues i don't know what the answer is but um you know we're we're definitely on the right track you know there's more eyes on the sport and that's all you could ask for now, will you 
will you have anything to do with them? Like in the future, you're kind of just doing your own thing now, just retire and then just you're on, you're on your own thing now. I think I'm on my own thing. I think there's yeah. probably going to be some opportunities maybe with, um, you know, uh, some content stuff with the league yeah. or uh, maybe some in-game stuff potentially. I think yeah. there's opportunities like that that might come up, uh, which I'd love to be a part of. You know, I, I, uh, I still want to be involved with the professional game and, and continue to help it grow. So I'm, I'm definitely uh, interested in all that stuff. What, what about like coaching down the line, anything like that? When you say like stay involved, does, that, does any of that interest you or are you kind of like where you're at with like the skill development side of it? I could see, I, I could, uh, I could see myself being a professional coach. You know, I think college coach probably dropped the ball on that just cause you got to start right away. You know, all these coaches, they graduate college and they're a grad assistant and they work their way up. It's, it's not easy. So I'm probably a little late for that game, but, um, you know, professional coach, I think it takes the right, I mean, as you know, it takes the right guy. You got to have a good balance of, you have to have, um, you have to have the respect of your, of your, of your guys, you know, guys have to respect you, um, who you are as a person, who you are as a player. You know, if you, I think if you like Steve Nash is a good example, I think guys respect who he is um, because he was an uh, unreal player. I think that's similar in lacrosse. Um, so I could see that, you know, but you got to be, you have to have that right balance of, you got to be tough a little bit, but you got to let guys just play. You know, you got to let guys just do their thing and, 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 you know, prove, not prove, but showcase why they, um, why they are who they are rather than put the, put the shackles on them. 100%. Um, what, what do you think the future of indoor and outdoor looks like? in your eyes so you kind of mentioned like obviously like you know we, we need to sell out barns but what's like what do you think both those leagues need to do that they're not doing yet bro i don't know i mean that would be i'd be like a trillionaire if i knew that <laughs> he's got right? you'd have the golden ticket well we we're could, hoping we you could... said it so then we steal the idea and then we just run <laughs> yeah, <out of> yeah. <laughs> i don't know i i honestly don't know i think I think that I genuinely think that it hasn't been done. And, and I think that until you try it, we won't know, but I feel like field lacrosse should be, it should have the same um, setup as football. Like it should be maybe like during the spring, later spring um, on Sundays. It's like, you know, have the college dynamic on Saturdays and then you play on Sunday for the pros. It hasn't been done before. So it's like, I don't want to hear, well, you know, we just, it's, it's not that season. We'll just try it. You know what I mean? Ha, even have like half of the season during the spring, like later spring. So the weather's nice and then go into the summer, the first part of the summer. So I feel like that I've always thought that, I don't know if that's ever going to be in the, in the plans, but I feel like that's just something to think about. Um, indoor. I mean, you guys tell me, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I think the product of the game is more fun. Like people like watching indoor more than field. But I don't know why fans just don't come out. And, and some markets do, right? Like, I don't know if, if Saskatchewan still does a good job. Um, I don't know who is doing the best with attendance. But, I mean, it, it just this seems like there's – This year's yeah. a tough gauge for attendance just with restrictions. There. Yeah, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see kind of the next couple of years with, you know, Vegas coming in and stuff and just – yeah. how it all how it all filters down the next again i think these next like two to three years are huge to kind of it's not like a make or break but it's like we're on this trajectory of making a bunch of teams coming in and blah, blah blah but again like 
you still need butts in the seats, like in, in any sport, right? That's because yeah. that gives sponsorship. And but it's funny, like you say, if you had the answer, I me, mean, I, I don't really have the answer either. I've been in this league now for 16 <laughs> years, and I get this yeah. question every year. It's just like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We've tried a lot of things, but I don't know. I think, you know, I, I really think that I think that LXM was kind of onto something with like the entertainment aspect. You know, I think that, and I don't know how you do it, but you get some sort of act that is either at halftime or at the end of the game that you have to come to the beginning of the game to get to, you know, like you have, uh, I mean, it's gotta be someone big to get people there, right. To sell mm-hmm. the game out. But let's say you get a, um, you know, uh, who's, who's big in country. Like, uh, yeah, Luke Bryan. Like, Luke Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get a Luke Bryan who's like, obviously that's, that's a, that's elite, but like you get someone like that at the end of the, of the game and you got to come to the game in order to watch them. You're going to get eyes in the game at least. And even if you do that, like once a year, right. Maybe I got this, maybe this is the idea. I'm, I shouldn't have told you guys, <laughs> but one, one game a year and you have something like that and you get fans exposed to the game and you got to just from that point, I mean, I'm a believer in it. I mean, I think that I think if you watch an NLL game, you're hooked. I mean, you hear it all the time. For yeah, sure. That's it. And I think it's it's funny because I, I think they're they're I mean, if I'm the NLL, if I'm in the office, you know, I'm doing case studies on the on, you know, I'm sending people to study these teams that have done well, right? And and a lot of them yeah. at the end of the day, historically, I think a lot of it comes down to winning Phil's arenas. And you know, you get good teams, but a really interesting one that, that kind of followed, you know, what you said is, is Georgia, man. Like for those first few years, Georgia was down there. They're averaging, you know, maybe 2000 fans. Right. And then for a couple of years, they, you know, they throw two, two chains, chains at a game. They got ludicrous going to a game and like a couple other country guys, but you know, we, we played there this year. Like they're up to like 5,000 now. And like, and these fans are they're They're not just like there, you know, they're dancing, they're doing like all the chants. They're getting that kind yeah. of Buffalo atmosphere. Right. So it's, it's coming around, but it's, that's, I think that's the, that's the interesting challenge that almost needs to be, you know, somebody needs to study it is like, how do you get an expansion team that's not going to be filled with studs right away? And they're, you know, may not win right away. How do you get people to go take in the game and still believe in the team? Right. It's if every team could be like the golden Knights in Vegas and go to the Stanley cup in year one, that would be perfect. But it's uh, it's a tough thing to do. Right. But it is, it's an interesting point you raised. Like, you got to kind of buy the ticket and maybe it's only 15 bucks to go to lacrosse game, but you get a Luke Bryan concert or something out of it. But then you got to get the owner to invest some, some serious duckies into, into yeah. getting that guy there, but yeah. just give them equity in the team. Maybe that's what we do. Man, on the, uh, idea. on the subject of kind of like fun hypotheticals, you know, you mentioned how you played in the final four when they're at the really big venues. And that was kind of like the heyday of the final four, I'd say. Like yeah. where would, where do you think would be like the ideal final four venue now? Cause there's, an argument for like the big professional stadiums. And then some people say, Hey, have it at Marine Corps, have it at college park, have it at a smaller yeah. venue. Like, what would you like to see? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, um, in, in a smaller venue. Um, like the place that we played in Philly um, for, for um, the PLL. Um, I forget the name of it. It's like, it's a soccer state. It's an MLS stadium or Audi field in DC, smaller venues and then sell it out. Like, I, I think it's whack to have an NFL stadium. And, you know, even though there's 30,000 people there, which is a big crowd, it looks empty. 
it still yeah, looks empty. Still I think that's 50%, just the shitty, yeah. It's the fifty percent the shitty look. So, you know, sell it out, hike the prices up if you have to, just because it's supply and demand, and you got a sold out crowd. And um, I think that's 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 where it should be. One of those venues. It's it's gotta. I mean, it, even though lacrosse is is taking off and it's it's spread out west, it's still gotta be in a hotbed. I think you know it's that's where people are and um it, it belongs there so you know one of those venues like like you said marine corps um the audi field in dc would be a great one that's an awesome venue um and the one in philly is like ridiculous beautiful um you you still watching any nll games right now or no i watch a bunch yeah, yeah. <laughs> i watch a okay. bunch yeah. who's your team right now halifax Okay. All right. Sounds good. He's staying loyal. He's staying loyal. I'm staying loyal. Those are my guys. I told yeah, you. Yeah, that's you. all good, man. What about PLL? You'll 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 tag along this year. Here. Watch some games. Yeah. I'm not jumping so, on your whip whip snakes, man. Uh, still roll woods. Roll woods through okay. and through. Okay. That's What's good. uh? I know I I was tra- I was talking a little bit to our buddy uh, Chucky Ragusa there about. You know, I know you do some work with him, like on the design front. What's uh? Tell us about kind of like the stuff you're doing off the field now you know, pump out kind of different things you got going on and, and where people can, uh, can find you now that you, you're retired from on the field. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm, um, I, I wish I did this, you know, maybe five, six, seven years ago, really focused on, um, all the things that I'm doing now. Um, I, I think about it all the time and I'm, 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 uh, it's important to not look back though, like not think that through because I get frustrated with myself, but you know, I've got a ton going on with um, training. I do that full time. So I work in small groups uh, typically. And that's like, that's, that's my passion. Just working with kids, watching them develop, passing on all the knowledge that I've accumulated over the years and just uh, helping them reach their, their goals. Um, aside from that, like my camps, uh, the dream big lacrosse camp, we've got six, six stops this summer. So we're going to be two out here in the Bay, one in Ro- uh, boys, girls in Rochester, uh, Pittsburgh, um and then out here in the bay we got three so we got a bunch of camps going on um and uh my club team so gold rush lacrosse gold rush is um a elite box box team um that's out here in the bay and i also launched um club one which is more of a national level box uh playing opportunity so kids from canada kids from all over the country um, can, can come together and, uh, it, it's not supposed to compete with your club that you're already on. It's just an extra playing opportunity. Um, if your team's not going to the tournament, so we're going to the, um, the San Diego seals, uh, summer shootout, and we're going to us box of the nationals. So that's club one. Um, excited about that. Charlie's actually working on some, uh, announcement graphics for that, but, uh, yeah, it's got a lot going on with, with stuff off the field like that with clubs. And, um, I never, I never, uh, I always wanted to get involved with club, but I know there's a ton of like, you know, politics and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, if you just get down to basics, it's about coaching kids and just helping them, you know, reach their goals. So that's it. hundred percent. I I think, uh, I think that's super cool. The club one thing, me and my brother were talking about this the other day, like how, yeah, we kind of need to find something where, again, like this cross border thing where Canadians can come down there and play and, and Americans can come up here again, like no borders, no nothing, just like free, free will and just kind of experience and that way, like that's going to grow the game of box. Right. So I think that's super yeah. cool. You're doing that, man. That's awesome. 
Thanks, man. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard. I don't know what it's like in, in Canada. I feel like fields kind of like just a normal thing now um, with kids going to college, but in the States it's, you know, boxes, it's definitely, it's definitely gotten a lot bigger, but there's still, you know, parents and kids that just don't understand. They don't understand why, you know, how good it can be for you, you know, the benefits of it. So it's like education is a huge part of it, you know, um, selling parents and kids on, just try it, just play box and like buy into it because it's going to help you, you know? So that's a huge aspect of it, which is, uh, it's a little frustrating, but at the same time, it's all part of it. No, for sure. But with guys like yourself singing the praises, it goes a long way. And I think some of the success Canadians had and, and now American coaches kind of preaching that, that same thing you're saying it's, it's helped the box game, but it's still, still going to take a while. It's growing, but yeah, I mean, we need, we need it to kind of explode in, in America and we need, and just like fields exploded in, in Canada, we just need both of them to explode and just again yeah. feed each other, which is, which is good, right? Because that's going to help the attendance too. All, all well, the games, right? Exactly. That's what I mean. Because then it's just a cross promotion. You got both guys at both leagues, and just every yeah. everyone grows, everyone wins. Just like Lucky Penny, baby. That's it. And, well, grow, I think I, grow, I think that like another kind of another you know part that goes into that too, right? Is like the more that the NLL expands you know, you're going to need more of these kind of PLL studs to kind of come in and learn the game. More of those guys that go play, you know, like you did go play for your hometown Rochester team. Now there's kids going to, you know, they're playing field that are seeing Joe Walters that went to Maryland from Rochester now playing indoor mom and dad. I want to play indoor, you know, what, like, yeah. how do I get involved in this? Or, you know, and that's it. Cause at the end of the day, it is, it is an interesting dynamic, right. Where you got Canadians that are from, you know, predominantly the, yeah. the GTA or West coast, going to play for teams, you know, and not being local guys. So it's kind of like, you got to have to kind of earn the respect of the fans, you know, rather than having like a hometown guy, right. Then that everybody yeah. can kind of jump in on. So it's interesting. Maybe we just assign hometown guys to every NLL team too. Maybe that's another business plan. Who knows? It's part of it. It's all part <laughs> of it. The one that, the one that I can't stand is, uh, is, is parents that say um, playing box promotes bad habits. It creates bad. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I can't like, like yeah. I, there's I don't know if there's if there's one single one that you could pull out of it that's like oh you probably this is not this is gonna hurt you. Yeah. Just, uh, drives I, me mad, I, man. I can't even imagine like I've always so curious about you know what guys like like that yourself that are you know doing a lot of coaching what you deal with from a parent perspective. I can't I can't even imagine it. And I don't I don't want to put you on the spot because again I know it's an interesting it thing. It is tell us your parent story. Okay. I love parents. I love, yeah. I love parents. They're the uh, best. Yeah. <laughs> awesome man. Well dude this has been great to to catch up man. Glad you're doing well. And and again the things you're doing are, are super cool man. And obviously dude you got a ton of irons in the fire but Again, what you're doing is awesome, man. So we wish you all success at everything you're doing there, man. And again, hell of a career. Congrats on on both indoor and outdoor, man. And it was great to catch up with you, buddy. Yeah, man. I, uh, you know, it was uh, it, it was a long run, but I'm I'm just fortunate and blessed with the time I got to spend with you and um, and Dan and and you know I was thinking about it before I got on here. Just um, you know, one of the first guys that I met going up to Brampton was your dad. So. Um, you know, he welcomed me with open arms too. And I got to spend, you know, time with your dad and, uh, you know, enjoy a, a man cup with him. And that's something I always think about too. So your dad and, um, and, and, and Mr. T, you know, I, I, I got the chance to spend uh, that summer with them. 
it's like legends for sure. Couple legends, man. Couple legends. Yeah. So you know, rest in peace to both. But um, appreciate. Again, it, thanks bro. for thanks for having me. Uh, you know, you guys are awesome. Crush it, crush it the rest of the way here. Appreciate it, man. Good chat Thank with you. you. Thanks so much, man. You got it. See you, boys. See you, brother. See you, buddy. What a chat with that person. One, I would say probably the best one we've had yet. What a chat. What Are you a kidding? Chat. Like some of those things I could have never even thought we would even record on a podcast. Podcasting was hard. They said, yeah, nope. that's that person made it easy for us. Just conversation flow and talking about everything. The things that people were dying to know about said person. So I had a blast. What do you, what else is uh Polly? What's the week like leading up to, uh, to your Friday game here. Um, so I, I was pretty, pretty damaged after this weekend. So I took today off where this is a Monday who knows when we're going to release this, but this part is a Monday. Um, so I'll get back. What, is da- what does damaged mean? Like uh, body? Yeah. I mean, I don't any, it's, I don't really want it. I can't go into details. I'll, I'll tell you guys off air. Not that it's okay. bad. It's just, no, you don't uh, want to reveal that stuff, but you're just yeah. a little, you're a little bumped and bruised. Yeah, yeah. And then uh so I'm gonna I'll be back in the gym tomorrow, Wednesday, and then we fly out Thursday. So it will be it'll only be a two gym week this week, and honestly probably be pretty light, explosive, just just get the body going. And then yeah, we're flying out Thursday. Don't know what time we get in there. And then yeah, then play Friday. So yeah, this is it's a quick one. Again, the Friday night, especially with a travel um shortens your week big time so again you're only really home for three days um but we got some swimming we got some swimming tomorrow with mac daddy we got mac in the pool baby so yeah we got is him this going. his first one no no he's been in a couple of times man yeah he's he's a beauty so we got him in the pool um we got a couple of play gyms no we don't have any play gyms lined up but now that things are open it's just like you gotta get out of the house like get this guy in the mix so um and then Probably joining Millcroft Golf Club this this season, just for kind of like a men's night. So I think they How do, do like do that. What's the cost? They don't do it, so they don't do an unlimited uh, golf membership package. You can choose like games. I think it's like ten, twenty. So I think I can do like a twenty game package or something like that, and then join the join the men's night. Is so that bunch, is that is that course going down? Are they losing holes on that course? I don't know. No one wants it. <laughs> I don't, you see the, you see the things all over like that they don't want. Cause obviously like, man, people pay a premium to live on a golf course. And now all of a sudden you're going to take down six holes and like developers are going to put in high density residential. Like, it's not like you're going to live behind like townhouses. Dude, I love, I love the signs they have up it just says we are mad. And it's Millcroft <laughs> against development yeah. <laughs> on every lawn, every lawn. But yeah, that's uh, I have had. That's well, that's when my inf- that's the course for my infamous uh, yeah, you know, steak knife story knife, happened yeah. there with uh, yeah hitting the ex girlfriend's fiance's parents' house with a golf ball. But yeah. um, I have hit so many houses on that course. The noise, the noise of a drive going off a shingle is one of know. the like you feel so helpless, man. I know but it's so nerve wracking when you see that one going at OB or it's like, and then you just, you're waiting and then you hear that knock like, Oh, you just, you just don't want to hear the shatter. As long as you don't hear the shatter, you're okay. I think we're good. Yeah. We're good. I, I once had uh, 
I was, <laughs> I don't know if I told the story. I was, we were, I was playing there, like playing nine holes, um, like at like five o'clock, whatever. And, um, just trying to get them, trying to get nine of them in. And I was playing, <laughs> I was playing with like an ex-girlfriend at the time. Like we're still friends and just like jumped out there. First hole, I'm like, all right, I'm not using a driver. I'm pretty bad with the driver. Like 60% of the time, this thing dies. So I'm going to go with the five iron look like a cool guy off the first tee. I hit this thing. I'm a lefty. There's houses on the left and on the right. Like, but that was on the left or a little closer goes off the toe goes literally right over top of the cart where the cart was parked and hits a house like almost directly parallel with yeah. where I was hitting from. Yeah. So I like, and I went second. So I just like told her to get in the cart, got in the cart <laughs> yeah, exactly, and just drive to the, drove to the other side of the fairway and like, like up a little bit. And I see this guy come out of his house. So confused as to how possibly a golf ball could have hit his house. Cause like, it's the first hole. There's no other hole. The, the guy's probably lived there for 25 years. First time his, his house has ever been hit by a ball. Oh, Cause yeah. I just told one right parallel, but, uh, yeah, that's it's it's a scary course. You get it like I get a little anxious playing there. Oh yeah, for sure. There, I mean, there's some there's some tight fairways for sure with line. Again, it's one thing to be lined by trees; it's the next one to be lined with backyards all the way down the fairway. So, um, yeah, a bunch of bunch of buddies were just going to join for the men's league. So nice. Since we got kicked out of hockey, anyways, that's that's a story for another day. Did you just, get fully ejected? No, my buddy got my buddy got the old fucking lifetime ban though. He got lifered. <laughs> yeah. Well, one year for sure. Not sure if he's gonna ever be allowed back. So he's, he's gonna got have the one, parole. He's got yeah. one year. And then he's got the one year for sure. Potentially lifetime ban. So this will be. We've been kicked out of this league, I think, twice and ASHL twice. So just hot, <laughs> hot start for the old uh, men's league hockey team. There's nothing like getting kicked out of a league called the Adult Safe Hockey League. Yeah, we're basically the Danbury Trashers of Adult Safe Hockey League. It's it's an absolute travesty. <laughs> just people <laughs> trying to. <laughs> it's anyways. It's story for another story for another day. All right. Well, I think uh, I don't know that that pretty much does it for us. Again, be interesting to see who the guest was, but it'll be a great conversation. Um, Always is. Always is. Anything else, Tony, before we uh, shut down? Nope. Oh. Shout, shout out to the Bird Gang for uh, continuing to listen. We uh, we appreciate you as always. Absolutely. And we've got further developments. I'm not going to give it away, but on that for that June 18th for the Rob McDougall Memorial um, classic little celebrity game there, I just got an email that there is going to be quite the celebrity doing the uh, ceremonial face-off for the game. So, um, again, we're working on that, trying to get sponsors and everything lined up, but uh, it's all coming together pretty nicely and pretty quickly. And um, the whole day itself, I think, is going to be really cool with like a little like paperweight game in the morning kind of thing. Um, and then I think there's going to be like a, um, a junior A game in, in the afternoon. Um, and then this kind of like celebrity class, relax, baby. Yeah. Like nothing better. Just how Robbie would want it. Just a day relax. Everybody that he's ever told to kind of get playing the game coming out to, to play it. So I think, um, you know, hopefully what we can do maybe by then too, is, um, you know, if we're, we get tech guys ready to go, maybe we can, maybe we can get some like, kind of like live, yep. live interviews there, like throughout the day. Boys just pop uh, in. Yeah. We set it up. Boys just pop in. It Quick, would like be great for us to, minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then you can have like a full day or full, full episode of just like random chat with guys. So I think, uh, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. But other than that, I think that's, that's pretty much it again. Thanks to uh, cottage Springs. Um, check that stuff out as when you'll be hearing this, it'll be, uh, it'll be live at your LCBOs. Um, we're trying to get word on what's going on. Uh, I don't know what the release dates are for kind of like out West or anything. Uh, American folks, you'll just have to come up and visit. The testing is now gone from uh, from coming to Canada, so you can uh, you can come up and visit if you want and test out some springs. But I think that uh, that does it for the uh, the Cosmo episode forty four. We will chat with you guys soon. drug I was, strength behind your grip. I hated the buzz on your hallucinogenic trip. Set myself free and you'd sneak up from behind. I was the monster in my mind. Get out, let me go. I can't do this anymore Death was seated on my right Disguised as love and dressed in white Eyes as black as a winter night alone again the beginning of the end get out well, let me go cause I can't do this anymore get out set me free now be
There was no sign of you but the holes in my cold heart. And I gave my world to you and you dragged me through the dark. I was the monster from the start.